tuning in and joining us john how are you doing this evening i am tired because we just got back from our trip to watch uno play an opening exhibition against the msu mankato mavericks up in mankato minnesota we've been driving all day jason how are you feeling are you tired after the uh, drive back uh, from mankato of course it's i mean it's not a terrible drive it's actually pretty easy it's just road weary righty glad to be home happy to be here just ready to kind of like chill and do nothing for an evening i am surprisingly tired i did not have to drive bridget's uh, likes to drive on the road as we were talking about when she is a passenger in the car she's sitting in the back seat in the car she will get car sick so um she typically drives us on road trips so uh i know that she's tired she was tired yesterday certainly driving up so it was a quick 24-hour trip we made to Mankato, Minnesota. Exciting to see uh, UNO in real game action for the first time this season. Off the top, though, I want to mention our sponsor this season, our official merchandise sponsor for the podcast, Lawler's Custom Sportswear, is also the official supplier of uh, UNO hockey gear uh, at UNO hockey games each season. Reminder that uh, fans get 10% off their purchase at lawlerscustom.com by using the code MAVPUCK23. That's MAVPUCK, all in caps, 23, um, at lawlerscustom.com. And you can get all kinds of great gear. This sweatshirt I'm wearing right now, this Nike sweatshirt, I know Jason has one of these too that he got at the end of last season is available at Lawler's Custom. Great sweatshirt, nice soft material, not the typical cotton hoodie that you'll see. So uh, you might wanna check it out at Lawler's Custom. So turning to our exhibition up at Mankato, Jason, uh, exciting to get through the arena, exciting to see the team come out on the ice. They were wearing, uh, they were wearing the new home jerseys that we talked about on last week's episode of the Mab Podcast. We were a little bit surprised. You don't often see a team wear their home whites on the road in college hockey, but uh, they must have worked something out to do that. So Mankato had their uh, their purple their purple road jerseys on. We had our our home white jerseys on. Looking at that first period, Jason, what did you think of UNO and their play? Well, I think you know we talked last week about the questions going in for this team. You know particularly where the offense was going to come from. And I thought the first 10 minutes, you know, we, we held them to zero shots, which was surprising. They really didn't have a whole lot of, of good entries. We controlled the play, you know, really well for the first half of that, that first period, we were on top of pucks. Uh, we were attacking downhill. Uh, we had a couple good opportunities and then the referees get involved and, you know, we take a couple penalties and that tilts the ice a little bit and, you know, I really felt like after those penalties, we just never seemed to to kind of get our feet back and get our game back. And it seems like the rest of the game, we we really kind of struggled with that. Um, you know, we ended up, uh, I think, ahead in shots on the first, but not by much, if I remember right. It was like the tail of, of two halves of a period, even. Like, it was just a totally different team. Um, 
And they just really, they struggled getting out of their zone, which is something that I didn't expect from this team. Uh, you know, I figured that with our veteran leadership on the back end that, you know, they would, they would carry the play a little bit more, but it was preseason hockey. You know, we saw a lot of sloppy play. We saw a lot of bad passes, uh, a lot of indecisions where they just held onto the puck too long. Uh, so hopefully those types of things kind of get ironed out here before it matters next week. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of players that we don't normally see in the lineup got in the lineup for this game for UNO. UNO had three power plays, but only one shot on goal during those power play opportunities during the game. Mankato had five power play opportunities. It was scoreless through two. Mancini had an opportunity with about six minutes left in the second that, that dinked off the post. Might have turned the tide for UNO. We go into the third period, uh, an exciting third period. Um, our two goaltenders, Simon Lacozzi, our stalwart in net last season, um, started off the game, played the first half of the game, and then uh, our transfer goalie from Lake Superior State, Seth Isley, got in the game, getting the second half uh, of the duty in net for UNO in that game. Big player, big goalie. And his brother, uh, Adam Isley, uh, plays for Mankato. He is a forward. Uh, very nearly had a goal on Seth. Uh, it was kind of exciting to see, uh, you know, brother versus brother playing. His dad pointed that out on Twitter. I felt bad that you and I hadn't mentioned it on last week's podcast. Uh, what did you think of uh, Simon and Seth's performances in net? Obviously, when you're talking about a low-scoring game, goaltending is very important. Yeah, and if this team is going to struggle to score goals and and that, then we're going to need those guys to to be big. I mentioned the last one. You know, you're really looking for, you know, combined GAAs to be under two and a half. And with the lack of offensive production that we've seen in the inter-squad scrimmage and then in this exhibition, you know, you're really thinking, like, these guys have to be able to hold it maybe under two for the season to have, you know, a real good chance. The thing that I noticed that I thought was kind of interesting is, is like the setup's very similar to the way it was last year with Kowarski in that you have Lakotsi, who's kind of the shorter stature, more mobile, you know, really good at scrambling. Like he's, he's definitely the better goaltender when it comes to abnormal situations and having to, to find a puck that, you know, just isn't there for you. Whereas, uh, Isley is is more of your traditional like he's that he's got that that NHL build you know he's that six foot two plus kind of of goaltender who just is stable on his on his reads and isn't going to scramble a whole lot and so what that gives you and O is the opportunity to kind of uh, mess with some teams planning right because if you know you're getting Simon, you're going to plan one way or another, you know, but if you don't know which goal you're getting on a Friday or a Saturday night or something, like, you know, it, it makes it a lot tougher for teams to plan, you know, what to expect. So hopefully coach uses that to our advantage, you know, much the way that he did last year uh, with throwing Karski in here and there just to make you think like, maybe it's not Simon's night. Maybe we need to plan on something different. Middle part of the third period, uh, freshman Tanner Ludke had a grade A opportunity from Brock Bremer. That almost got UNO on the board and kind of broke the 0-0 tie. What did you think of that goal? You and I, I think, were very impressed uh, with that uh, play in the third period. 
Yeah, that I thought that was our best. Not really a line as much as a pairing. I know they were kind of off with their numbers because they, you know, they're not required to limit themselves to a normal roster and things like that. So when you looked at the um the lineup chart that they posted on Twitter and stuff, like there were more guys there than you probably normally would have. Um and it, you know, that was those two together had had some really good opportunities uh throughout the game and that was by far their best and honestly like of everyone it was the one combination of players that i thought was fairly consistently generating chances um it wasn't great there's still a ton ton to work on um but that seems to be a pairing that you can maybe kind of start building around um, and trying to find some chemistry on this team because they they really lack that through the whole game, like top to bottom. I mean, um, you know, our our one goal that comes very late in the third, you know, really wasn't a it wasn't a pretty play. It wasn't a bang bang play. It was it was just hard work coming off the boards. You know, not really much of a, a shot, but just this like seeing eye puck that that weasels its way through kind of thing. And it's like that's that's the kind of place we might have to rely on. So we're going to need guys to, to play downhill in a high end puck. Absolutely. You might have to uh, depend on some of those kind of uh, garbage goals down low, but you'll take them if they go into the nets. Uh, you and I both uh, going back to the, uh, the Ludke opportunity in the, the middle part of the third period, uh, you and I both been impressed with Brock Bremer the last uh, few seasons. Uh, so uh, we're expecting big things from him this year. Uh, and it was Great to see Tanner Ludke on the ice. Uh, it was great to see him on the ice with his brother Griffin, who is a sophomore for UNO this season. We hope uh, that we get to see more of Griffin Ludke in the lineup this season. But as you alluded to, Matt Miller does uh, does get the only goal of the game, which turns out to be the game winner at the 17:20 mark in the third period. Uh, it was a five-hole goal down low. Um, great to get that goal on... Uh, on Mankato goaltender Andrew Miller, who is no relation to Matt Miller, by the way. Uh, and UNO goes on to win the game one to nothing. Uh, UNO was outshot in the game 38 to 13. We were outshot 18 to 6 in the third period. That kind of shot differential uh, isn't going to typically get it done for you. Certainly, it's the embryonic phase of this season. Uh, uh, we're going to see how they develop over the next few weeks once they get uh, into regular season play. But what are your final thoughts on uh, on this uh, exhibition for UNO to start the season? I mean, I think we we saw a lot of potential, a lot of things that you know. There's there's little bits and pieces here. Um, you know, if they can find a way to put it all together, like you mentioned, if they find some chemistry, some guys start to gel well. Uh, you know, there's there's realistic opportunity for this team to have some success, um, but they've got to they've got to tighten up. They've got to be able to battle. They've got to be able to get back on their heels. Like they're when you get to NCHC, you're going to get bad calls. It's welcome to the NCHC. Like that's just the way it works here. Like so, you can't you can't have your entire course of play change on on one penalty call. And it wasn't a bad call. That, that kind of started that that downhill progression for UNO, right? Like, so they've got to find a way to get to kind of to battle back, make adjustments at the intermissions, things like that. 
Um, but I think there's some real work there for the coaching staff to, to find some offense that is not just puck luck um, because you're just not going to, you're not going to get outshot by double digits and expect to win half your games. It's it, like, you just can't, um, you're not going to get that, that lucky most nights. So we're going to have to find a way to, to get some consistent offense and some consistent pressure, um, you know, keep hounding pucks, uh, get stuff to the net. There was, a, we had this problem last year. We talked about this early on last season um, that we seem to be getting a lot of our shots from the point blocked. Right. And we're seeing that a lot again in this exhibition game. And so they need to kind of get away from those defenders, find a way to open up some space and get those pucks through. Um, because if, if they're shooting into bodies and stuff, like, you know, the size of our guys, the experience that we have down low, crashing the net, all that stuff's pointless if the puck never gets there. Absolutely right. You know, they have to be resilient when they face adversity. They've got to have sustained possession in the offensive zone because that will open up opportunities for the team. And again, they've got to continue, especially early on this season with the good defensive play and the good goaltending to help carry them through until the coaching staff uh, can figure out uh, the line combinations that are going to work uh, to generate some offense for this team. So I know both of, uh, both of us are excited to see more uh, going forward. Uh, but we got to turn to our players of the week. Jason, who did you like during this exhibition game at Mankato? Uh, not a lot of scoring. A lot of times we tend to pick forwards uh, who produce points during a game. Only one goal during this game. Who did you like in this exhibition uh, against Minnesota State Mankato? I like Brock Bremer. I thought he had a really good game. Um, you know, he's that... We talked about him before in past seasons like he's that undersized forward and and I comically referred to him as, as a mosquito sometimes like he's just constantly annoying players there was a scuffle in the third uh after the opportunity where you know some of the the bigger Mankato players were kind of you know getting involved and and, and, and pushing him around and like I love to see him fight back and you know he's he's clearly just one of those annoying things for other teams to have to deal with uh, but he's annoying because he has talent and he's got some skill and, you know, he, he clearly has a desire to see some success and, you know, that will, that will really uh, support him and bring him pretty far. And so, um, you know, I, I hope that this is the, a, uh, a, a crystal ball for the rest of the season, a glimpse into what we'll see some more from him is, is more of that kind of play. Um but like I said earlier, when we we're doing the recap, right? Like I, I really like him and Lucky together. Uh, that combination. I think you really just have to find like what's the, what's the missing element, um, on that other that other side, and and or you know do you move Lucky to the to, to the wing and, and and bring in something at center, um, you know, and 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 try to find you know, the puzzle piece that that's going to make that line be that danger line that we need. Absolutely right. You were saying during the game that you thought uh, Brock Bremer was the most uh, impressive forward out there. Uh, very exciting player uh, as always on the ice. And uh, it was exciting to see him get off to a good start because we need that from our, uh, our veteran players this season. Uh, I'm going with two players since they split duty. I'm going to go with a sophomore goaltender, Simon Lacozzi, uh, and grad transfer, Seth Isley. 
Uh, Simon and Seth combined for 38 saves uh, during the game. Uh, Isley came up big late and he stopped 22 total shots while he was in net. So a good start for our goaltenders, Jason. Uh, Jason, are you going to ding me here for uh, picking two players as player of the week? This is Jason's like, next thing we know, John is going to, you know, pick an entire line as his player of the week. I think it's been before you pick like the defensive core, which is, you know, <laughs> a third of the team. So... You know, I have trouble making up my mind. So a good series to start the season. And like I said, uh, lots of exciting things to look forward to uh, in the next few weeks uh, watching this team as they uh, they start the 2023-24 regular season campaign. So turning to things, things you, you missed. Batman Cato. I was going to call this things you missed at the Mayo Clinic blah 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 whatever <laughs> arena and i'm like i'm gonna get that wrong so jason just suggested i call this things you missed at mankato because while we were at the arena we took a chance to look around at some of the things uh that they were doing fall of 2015 was the last time uh we were up there and uh, bridget and i were up there and i know you and jolene were up there but they have a ice level club section with high top tables and chairs called club cambria in one corner uh, where you can get snacks and drinks and everything else. What did you think of that club level? I liked it, Jason. I thought uh, it was kind of a neat idea as kind of a an opportunity to have something a little bit different down there at ice level. I don't know the logistics of what, you know, they have to pay to get in there or if it comes with a certain type of seat or seating donations. But what did you think of that? I thought it was, uh, I thought it was kind of a neat deal. Or even... I don't even know. Maybe it's just a, you know, it was just a, it's an exhibition. So let's, you know, forget some seating and, and just do it as a one-time thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Like it's, it's a, it's a neat experience. You know, I've seen a lot of hockey games at different levels and a lot of different spaces. And so like I'm used to, I've sat on the glass and I've sat, you know, way up high and, um, stood on benches and and so you know that was one of those things i'm like well that would be kind of a cool uh experience to have your little uh bar top table right on the glass and you know it was down in a corner so um you'd have depending on on where you were on there like you'd have a decent view of the game um so kind of cool for uh mankato fans that uh that may stumble upon this podcast and be listening and, and that like Dump it in the chat. Let us know what's going on with that, because I'm I'm really curious if I ever go up for a game, I might uh, might try to get a seat down there in that Cambria yeah. lounge. Yeah, uh, neat deal uh, at the shoot twice end for Mankato. So, like you said, it looked like a pretty decent view. Um, the second thing we were going to talk about is Mankato in their arena has banner ads. Obviously, they've got the regular Dasher board ads around the rink, but they've got banner ads for sponsors on the upper third of the glass surrounding the rink. If you're looking at them, you know, from the opposite side of the ice, you can't see through it. So you have an obscured view of the people over there sitting in the stands. If you are behind them, there are like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of little holes that you can look through. So as Jason said, it was something akin when you're looking through them on the ice, to kind of watching the game through a pair of sunglasses. It's kind of has a tinted look, 
Uh, originally, our seats were right behind those banner ads, and I'm kind of glad we didn't sit there because I would not have been able to get any clips or any footage for the game going through those ads. But Jason, as a hockey fan who's watched hockey in all kinds of arenas, you and I have gone all over this country watching games. What did you think of the experience looking through that? Granted, we didn't sit there for a whole game, but we went there during the intermission. What did you think? of those ads on the glass that you would have to look through if you sat behind them. That would have been a, a tough sell even for me, you know, like you could see just fine, which, which I was a little surprised, you know, looking across the rink at them. I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, so I was, I was surprised at how well you could see through all of those little holes. Um, but it, like, it's not all of your view, right? Like it, it covers part of it, but then you've got, you know, underneath those those ads uh you know you've got kind of a normal view and stuff and i'm just like it's i don't know it would be it would be tough to follow even for me who's seen a lot of hockey so i think like if you're someone who hasn't watched a lot of games um i don't know how you do that like you must be there just for the experience at that point yeah absolutely right it wasn't too far from our little uh club table area so maybe you get to go down there and watch from the high top tables um and just to give a little bit more description it's kind of like they're kind of like those like window clings that you'll see on restaurants bars stores where from the outside it looks like an ad or a graphic and then when you go inside and you walk out it's kind of like a it kind of looks like everything's tinted when you're looking outside so i mean it's an interesting technology and i've designed things like that for clients but yeah i don't know what it'd be like watching hockey through those and i'd be curious to to know what it's like for the people who regularly sit in those seats we uh we didn't have a things you missed at baxter arena segment this weekend we thought we would uh look at some of the things that we noticed at mankato but news came out this last week uh that our omaha mavericks will be traveling to sin city they'll be traveling to las vegas next season to play in the 2024 men's icebreaker tournament on october 11th and 12th at orleans arena in las vegas minnesota is the host school for that um, in addition to Minnesota and UNO Air Force uh, and UMass, Amherst will also be participating in that. Kind of a cool opportunity for UNO uh, to participate in this and certainly a, a great opportunity for fans uh, that they're playing uh, in Las Vegas, which is a city that's really trying to boost their hockey profile, certainly with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, there the past several years. Uh, a lot of excitement around hockey uh, in that city. But this is a great opportunity for fans. The last time UNO participated in the Icebreaker Tournament was uh, the 2012-2013 season. It was in Kansas City that year. Tickets for the 2024 Icebreaker uh, Tournament will go on sale Friday, October 20th, 2023 at noon central time. Uh, and if uh, you're looking for more information on that or information about purchasing tickets, you can visit www.orleansarena.com. We will certainly be sharing information on the various Mavpuck social media channels. But Jason, what do you think about UNO playing in the icebreaker? And more importantly, what do you think about them playing uh, in Vegas next season? Should be interesting. I'm curious to see how many people, you know, are willing to travel. 
uh, you know, and get out there and, and, and take in games. And, you know, I'm always interested in what the university is going to do as far as, uh, you know, are they doing some sort of alumni events or, uh, and, you know, something for fans that are out there? Are they doing a uh, travel package? Is Matt Puck going to put something together for us so that uh, all of us fans that want to travel with the team and see the games can? So I'm that's what I'm most excited for is just being able to see a game out there. I kind of wish it was uh, where the Vegas Golden Knights play, but uh, I'm sure that place is packed completely. So no chance of getting in there. My question for you, Jason, are you and Jolene and maybe the girls thinking about going at that point? I know you guys have a busy schedule uh, every year with uh, activities for the girls. So I didn't know if this was something that was seriously on your list uh, as far as a uh, road trip destinations for next season or not it's always something we're looking at it's for us you know like you mentioned it with with kids and activities and school and stuff like that like it's always the logistics of how do we get out there you know so they're not missing school or you know not missing a hockey tournament or you know band orchestra who knows what's required all that all that stuff so um can't commit that's going to be the hard part for us is, you know, tickets go on sale a year in advance. And I can't tell you what the schedules are for a year in advance. So unfortunately that's not going to help us. Um, but it's definitely something we'll consider. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to experience the event. I have never been to, I've never been to Las Vegas other than uh, being through the airport a couple times there. So it uh, should be an exciting opportunity for fans to travel and watch the team. Uh, we need to see our fans getting out to games more. So uh, we will have more information when tickets are available. And as we learn more information on what sort of activities they have planned uh, for UNO's icebreaker tournament appearance in 2024. But in the meantime, we've got a lot of hockey to be played. And the season starts this upcoming weekend, October 13th and 14th at Baxter Arena. The Niagara Purple Eagles are coming in uh, for two games on Friday and Saturday night at 7.07 p.m. at Baxter Arena. This starts a four-weekend stand for UNO to start the season. A lot of home games at Baxter Arena for the team. And we talked about their struggles uh, in the first segment uh, of the podcast, so this will give UNO an opportunity to work some things out in the friendly confines of their home arena. Niagara was picked to finish sixth in Atlantic hockey this season out of 11 teams in the conference. They played an exhibition against the Royal Military College of Canada, and they won that exhibition Eight to three. Niagara is six three and one all time against UNO. Jason, what do you think going into this series against Niagara after watching them play up at Mankato? What do you think about UNO's chances in this series and what kind of things do you think they need to work on going into this weekend? Well, they need to be ready. You know, we lost to Niagara last year and you know, we talked about this at the end of the season. Like you can look back to that Niagara series and be like, if that falls differently, UNO's in the tournament. But because we lost, we're not, right? And yep. so, you know, yes, this doesn't affect our, our NCHC standings. And, and I get, like, you know, some people are just solely focused on conference stuff. But these non-conference games 
they matter and they matter more than than what some casual fans you know may think so um i don't think that we prepared well last year i don't think we played well against them last year and i think we need to prepare better and play better you know i don't think that that mankato changed anything for me you know i still look at this team going we're going to rely heavily on the play of our goaltenders and one bad night you like if someone's just you know simon's in net and he's just not feeling it that night we might be done before we even really get started kind of thing and so um you know i'm i'm still worried about offensive production i still don't know where that comes from you know i think it's easier when you're at home because you do have the fans there to to kind of cheer you on and 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 that energy that you can feed off of and stuff um i think will help them but there was nothing that we saw in mankato that would suggest that um, we have an answer for that big question mark for this team going into the season. Um, so I'm really looking for them to make a statement and say like, you know, no, we're figuring something out. You know, it was an exhibition. We were messing around and then now we're serious, right? Like I want to see that. I want to see them Friday night, come up, put out 10 goals and make me go, Hey, you know, maybe we did find something this team, you know, it's not as big of a question mark, but you know, if, even if we win both games one nothing, I think we're still going to sit here next week on the podcast and say, like, where are we going to find offense when we're playing teams like North Dakota if we can only put up one on Niagara? And it's just going to be interesting to see, like you said, and, and Brad Schlossman, uh, the beat writer for the uh, Grand Forks Herald, pointed out that if we had uh, swept Niagara last season, we would have been in the NCAA tournament. So, it comes down to just some of those wins early in October that can make a huge difference down the stretch in the stretch run. Uh, a couple players that uh, I want to encourage fans to watch this weekend, uh, Luke and Connor Milamock. Uh, Luke played for Minnesota Duluth last season. Uh, Connor played for Alaska Fairbanks. They both transferred to Niagara this season. Uh, college hockey fans might remember uh, Luke Milamock had the game-winning goal in the five-overtime game that Minnesota Duluth and North Dakota played uh, in the 2021 NCAA Regional. It was an epic game. Those players looked like they were completely exhausted. Uh, yeah, a junior forward uh, for Niagara, Shane Ott, had 10 goals and 18 assists last season. He was third on the team in scoring, and senior forward Carter Rancliffe had 13 goals and 11 assists last season. Uh, their talented goaltender last season, Chad Veltry, is gone. He transferred to the resurrected Robert Morris program. So they've got a lot of question marks in net. So for a, a, a UNO team that didn't put up a lot of shots against Mankato, didn't have a lot of offensive success, they might be able to find success this weekend against uh, the Niagara goaltending. Uh, I'm sure Niagara coach uh, Jason Lammers will have that team ready to play. Jason, what is your prediction for this weekend? How do you think UNO is going to do in these uh, two opening games of the regular season against the Niagara Purple Eagles? They're going to split. They're going to sweep. They're going to get swept. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. This is really hard. I think more so than any season, like I'm just not confident in, in anything being like competitive. Like I, I want to say that, that we'll find a way to win both games. I think we like, 
I think it's going to be low scoring affairs, unfortunately. Um, you know, you mentioned they're, they're, they're new goaltenders. There's question marks. If you look at uh, their stats from, from past years, they're not anything that's like, you know, oh my God, this kid's coming in with, you know, two seasons of a 1.3 GAA, right? Like that would scare you coming in. Um, you know, these, all three of their goaltenders that I saw on the roster were all, you know, guys that carry career to 0.5 plus uh, GAAs. Uh, they've got one kid that's that's big. I think he's like 6'4". So I don't know if he'll be their starter or not, but, uh, you know, that's that, that, that size can give you some problems when you play, you know, when you don't have quality goal scorers like we've had in the past. You know, you, you don't have Pope and Gensel and you know like like those kinds of guys we don't have that guy on the team right now we don't have that like this is the shooter this is the guy that if you give him an opportunity to clean he can beat a goaltender like we just have guys that that can get the job done and and, and grind something out and so um, I'm gonna say that it's the sweep for Omaha but I'm not confident that i'm right at all in that it'll be interesting to see the adjustments that uh, coach gabinet uh, and company make this week with the uh with the players and uh it'll be interesting to see uh how they are coming out friday night uh going into this series uh against uh, the niagara purple eagles like you i'm gonna say we sweep the series but anything is possible at this point in the season you just don't know what's going to happen. The team needs to really take these guys seriously because if you come out and you let a, a team like Niagara hang around with you uh, late into the third period, anything is possible and you could uh, you could end up getting snake bit. So uh, you'd hate to see that happen for UNO. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see uh, what happens the next few weekends uh, as UNO uh, delves into this season. I'm excited to see these games. Uh, like I said, the games are at 7.07 p.m. at Baxter Arena. We hope you all, uh, if you're not season ticket holders, will uh, join us at the games. I'm sure they'll have plenty of uh, tickets available for this opening series. Uh, and if you can't watch uh, in person, those games uh, will be broadcast on the radio on 1290 Coil. Uh, they will also be on NCHC TV, so uh, you can subscribe to NCHC TV and watch those games on there. But as always, be sure to follow uh, MavPuck.com on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for the latest updates throughout the week, as well as uh, updates uh, throughout each of the games this season. Uh, Bridget does a great job uh, live tweeting those games. Um, and you can find links to our social media channels at MavPuck.com. So until next time, Jason, go Mavs. Go Mavs.